Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome to another episode of HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. I'm Jeff Stroman of HopeNet360, my partner in Hope and co-host DW, Dave Wager of Silver Birch Ranch. DW, I enjoy our time together every week. What's new, man? You know, what's new is it's getting chilly out, and um, actually I like that. Because I, I look forward to the winter because of the unique opportunities that are available to go outside and do things you can't do in the summer. How's that for a weird thought? That is really weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It, it's true. I mean, I love cross-country skiing. I love downhill skiing. You can't oh, yeah. do that in the summer. It's really it. good exercise for you, too. It is. So, you know, this in-between period can drive me nuts because I'm waiting for it to get to where I can go outside again. And really, uh, when it's, you know... This type of weather, you can go out a little bit, but there's not that much to do out there if you're not in blaze orange anyway. But there's not that much to do. So, you know, I'm looking forward to either snow. If we have to have cold, we need snow. Uh, if there's no snow, then the cold can just wait as far as I'm concerned. But Yeah. And for everyone that's listening from California, you're thinking, man, we're nuts. I mean, just to live No, up wait here, a minute. So. I want to clear this up, though, for everybody that's <laughs> listening in California, okay. Florida, and around the world. I want to clear this up because there's a misconception here. that We who live in the north and love the cold weather do not love being cold. See, it's not like we like shivering or, or sitting in cold weather and going, oh, this is so cold. It's wonderful. I'm freezing to death. I mean, that's not what we do. Um <laughs> The real deal is simple. We love cold weather because we know how to dress for it. You know, we go out there, we, we put certain clothes on, we do certain things. But we know how to dress for it and enjoy it. And those who can't enjoy the cold weather, they don't know how to dress for it or enjoy it. That's well, most all. Of the, most of the time. Yeah. Last, last winter was an exception. <laughs> well, I enjoyed it till about May. <laughs> and then it got a little long yeah. because there was no snow on the ground that we could use but here here's yeah. the opposite and and those of you that have been in warm climates you could uh you know tweet back me or something um here's here's what i'm wondering when i'm in arizona and it's like a hundred thousand degrees dry heat as it may be there's only so many clothes you can take off and you're still boiling to death. So I, yeah. I have no idea how this works. Yeah. I would much rather be here in the Northwoods where I'm cold and I can put a jacket on and uh, wear a, 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 you know, a hoodie and, and sit by a fireplace and sip some good tea. You know, I mean, th- that sounds good to me. I would never <laughs> sip tea in Phoenix. I wouldn't. I'd, I'm sweating to death already. I mean, why would you do that? So. True. You'd probably just start eating peeps. Yeah, I would probably even start <laughs> eating peeps. Yeah, that's how bad it would be. <laughs> also in studio with us once again, Jason, the program director at Silver Birch Ranch. Jason, it's good to have you back on the show, man. Yeah, it's great to be back. It is, it is really good. Um, unlike Dave, November for me isn't, isn't one of my favorite months. Um, like I enjoy winter, like he was saying. I enjoy summer. But November is kind of that in-between, like, blah, period. So yeah. why do we have Thanksgiving in November then? Well, it's at the end of November, so you're thankful that, cri- that, that Christmas <laughs> is right around the corner. It's kind of like driving through Nebraska. You're, <laughs> really, you're really thankful when you get to the border. Exactly. No, okay. Exactly. That's yeah. why Thanksgiving is at the end. It's because, man, we made it through November. Yeah. Please, if you're from Nebraska, email Jason, not me. I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, one of our top-notch youth pastors in Green Bay, Michael Ott, is joining us again here on the show. I want to welcome you back, Mike. Uh, it's great to be back. Uh, I think I'm getting used to uh, Green Bay and the weather. I've been up here four years. Uh, I can also defend my uh, brothers and sisters out in Cali. I lived out there for a little while, and I think it's pretty awesome when you can uh, load up your uh, vehicles, go to the beach and surf. But then within the same day, you technically could drive to the desert and play with your vehicles in the desert. And then in the same day, still go to the mountains and still go snowboarding. So that's one unique thing in Southern California. Let me help you out here, though, because in the Midwest, we, we do surf on the Great Lakes. 
Ah, okay. We do. That is true. And you can check that out. I mean, we do surf on the Great Lakes in the winter. I've never seen that. <laughs> you check it out. I I've believe you check it out because we had a guy up here that's a surfer, and he said one of the bigger groups that surfs is in the in the Midwest on the Great Lakes. They do it in the winter, and uh, they can have waves there. So let me encourage all you surfers from California, get with it. Come to the Midwest and surf the Great Lakes. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying. We do it. <laughs> oh, hey, you, you'd I've have never... to look it up though, because it, it does happen. I, I forget where it happens exactly, and every once in a while, the, you know, surfs up and they they all gather and they do the thing. So, yeah, they call that snowboarding, Dave. No, 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 no. It's on the lake, and it's with waves that you know. I know. Move. They take a big hill. They take a no, big hill no, down no, no. onto the all ice. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look this up and send it to you. Guys. Just type in your little browser, you know, surfing on the Great Lakes or something, and you'll find it. I, I've never heard of this, Dave, so yep, yeah, I'm well. interested just as well. So you can join us, too, on the tweet back. We may be posting some links and all that, and maybe Dave will find a picture of this because I've never seen it. It's like the abominable snowman in wintertime. I've never seen this, guy, so I've not seen how we do winter surfing, but I guess it's worth a shot. It is, and you know what else? We're, 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 you know, we're going to be talking about thankfulness. Is that correct this month? Yes, it is. And, yep. and I'm, I'm just thinking, look, wherever you live, you live there, and making the most out of where you live is part of being thankful. It's spending time outside. It's spending time with the people you love. And really, by necessity, those that live in the cold climates, you need to know how to live in the cold. And, and as you do that, you can enjoy it. I really feel sorry for people who look at um, life and they say, you know, I can never be okay because it's cold. Learn how to take it and use it rather than just think it's your prisoner to it. I think that's important. Yeah. And just a couple of housekeeping things, too, before we really get into our conversation tonight. Again, this is the show where conversations save lives. And every week we post show notes for the show. So you can go to HopeNet360.com slash radio, and that's where you'll find all of the recent articles and things that we post about. And you'll also find tonight's show notes as well. We also have our tweet back going. Go to HopeNet360.com slash tweet back. Or if you're on Twitter, just use the hashtag HNRTB. That's how it works. And you'll even find pictures of people snowboarding on, or sorry, not snowboarding, surfing on Lake Michigan. It's there legitimate. Surfing. I just looked it up. It's legitimate. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, it happens during the fall and early winter. There you All right, you better, true. you better post that on Twitter right about now. So also you yeah. can chat with a live coach tonight anytime, anytime during the week. Go to HopeNet360.com. Click on the Talk to a Live Coach button. They're there around the clock to talk to you about whatever's going on in your life. So if you've got a, a stressful situation, maybe you need encouragement, maybe you've been really discouraged this week and this has been a difficult week for you, anytime you need to, there's a live coach waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. So guys, this whole month, November, our theme is going to be around thankfulness. And I know it may sound cliche and maybe this is a difficult topic for you. Maybe things have not gone right or gone well and maybe you experienced some loss during the holidays. This is a very normal thing and we're not really into the holiday season. I mean, we're, we just got past Halloween, which some of us still celebrate. I'm not sure exactly why that is. That's it's kind of a spooky kind of a, a time of year, unfortunately. But uh, this whole month is about thankfulness. And guys, I want to I want to hear more about how we help foster an attitude of, of thankfulness, because I think today the problem today is that our generation has become so consumer driven that we become so consumer minded and we live in a, a real thankless culture where the small things become even more insignificant and we search for the bigger, the better, the faster things. Consumers care less about the why and more about the what. And I found that it takes diligence to remain thankful in all circumstances because naturally I don't think we're wired as thankful creatures. Do you? I think that we've been pounded with so many lies. I mean, when you think about it, how many times have you seen a commercial on television that says, you know, you deserve this, the best, and they have like the best thing there. And how many people can afford what they just put out there? And so you're, you're running around constantly with this deficit of, I can never get what I deserve because... They told me, have you ever seen those commercials like for Christmas where they put the Mercedes in the driveway with the big ribbon on it? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, Lexus. I've never gotten one of those yet. You know, I've, I've never yeah. received a Mercedes with a ribbon on it at Christmas. My wife never put her hands over my eyes and surprised me and said, look what I got you in the driveway. And, it, and so obviously I haven't gotten what I deserve in life. I mean, you can put that with anything because that's what ads do. They, they kind of make it so that. Uh, you're going to miss out on something if you don't have this, and you must not 
have what you need in life. And all of a sudden, we're not happy people because we're focusing on what others have, what we don't have, and we don't take the time to focus on what we do have. Mm. And, and that's destructive. All right, we're going to take a break here on the show. Remember to chat with a live coach if you need to at HopeNet360.com. Also, jump on the tweet back right now at HopeNet360.com slash tweetback. We'd love to hear your thoughts on how to continue to have a thankful heart. And we're going to talk more about this as we go on in the show. So keep it locked in here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. If you talk to a World War II veteran any time in your life, oftentimes you'll hear the same thing about this generation, that it seems to be a thankless generation, that there's a lot that we take for granted on a daily basis. And before we get into this, Jason, you had some, you had some kind of fun thoughts as we went into the break, and I just would love for you to share those. Yeah, for sure. Well, Dave was just wrapping up, kind of finishing talking about, you know, this idea of thankfulness and how in our culture with all this stuff, we have this expectation of wanting the best and and that sort of thing. And he kind of used the Mercedes and and for Christmas and all that. And I think we set ourselves up for failure because in America, we're we're always looking for the next best, best thing and we're never satisfied. And when it comes to time, you know, our time is just consumed about worrying about getting the next best thing. You know, even when you get the next best thing, you know, say the iPhone 6, you know, you get it, you you have it. All of a sudden next year they're going to come out with an iPhone 7 or the 6S or the 6S C or whatever it is. And all of a sudden now you're consumed on getting the next best thing. So you can never achieve that next best thing. And I think that's why as as a country we're not, we lose that sense of thankfulness because we never take the time to actually say, hey, look at what I have. Yeah. You know, when you look at America, you know, we're in the top 1% of the world in terms of, of, of possessions and money, you know, and, and we don't realize that because we never look outward and say, you know what, God, thanks, thanks for all that I do have, yeah. you know, because I have way more than I deserve. Right. A lot of it is, is what you focus on. My goodness, if you're going to focus, as Jason was saying, on what you don't have, man, there's a pretty big list there if, if that's what you're going to focus oh, yeah. on. And uh, I think you need to stop and take time to focus on what you do have. Mike, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts, too, as we're talking about thankfulness and have you ever talked to a World War II veteran about this generation and how they perceive this generation? I don't know if I've ever talked to a veteran, but I've heard it come up plenty of times with the older generation. Uh, and I even find myself sometimes even looking down, you know, at the age of 30 and being like, man, I was, you know, I didn't have a cell phone. Uh, I didn't have a way to connect with my friends, you know. And so sometimes even myself, I put myself in that those shoes, too, where, I start thinking, well, maybe this younger generation, they're not very thankful, you know, because they didn't grow up with what I had. And so a lot of times it's kind of what we value and then we take what we value and then look at the uh, other individuals and say, well, they're not thankful for what we value. And so sometimes I have to put myself into a position where even I fall into that sometimes where I'm like, man, nobody's thankful. Uh, And so sometimes, yeah, I fall into that, too. And I think it can be hard, too, is in being a youth pastor and you're around teens all the time. It it seems like it takes a lot more for teens to be content today, does it not? Yeah, I mean, there's everything grabbing for their attention. There's, you know, I know the iPhone's a, a big uh, item that we can talk about a lot. Uh, there's so many things that, you know, are grabbing for their attention. There's so much grabbing for their time. And what you only have so 24 hours in a day. You only have so much time. And so whatever you value is what you're going to grasp for. And so with all the things that are coming at teenagers today, they can only grab so much. And so whatever they value, they're going to go after. And that's what they're going to spend their time on. And we got to realize there's people spending millions and millions and millions of dollars to tell you you're missing out without this product. Right. And, and, and they have research that shows that it works. And so they'll do it. And, and so we have a whole culture out there. I mean, how much of happiness in our life is really cultural and how much of it is uh, beyond culture when you think about it? I mean, it wouldn't matter what country you're in. Mm. What, do you, what do you think? How much does culture actually affect us? That's really a great question. I would probably yield to Jason because you, you were in Northern Ireland for a bit and, 
and I wish I could do that that R role. You say it so well, Jason. Uh, what did you Ireland. see? Yeah, what did Ireland. you see over there as far as culture goes? You saw a lot of kilts. I actually didn't. <laughs> oh, never mind. So, nor would Damn. I want to check out people's kilts. Yeah. Peeps, I, peeps I with kilts on, I, I think. Yeah, it would make my stomach turn. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you when you think about Northern Ireland, in a lot of senses, their culture is very similar to ours in the sense of consumerism. Okay. Um, it's not like they're a third world country. They're very up to beat with, with trends and stuff. If anything, I would say they're at the same level, if not a step above, because... If you look at Europe, it's almost as if they, they're almost setting some trends, you know, like especially I was thinking about clothing. Yeah. There'd be Please. times <laughs> there'd be times like they'd wear, you know, designer jeans or this, that or the other, and then I'd come back to the States and visit and it'd be like a year after the trend came out in Europe that we're finally getting the trend. Um, in America, but it, like you said, it, it's this ongoing thing of, and I think Mike put it good is, is what do we value, you know, and, and I think that that impacts the way that we're thinking. And, and Jeff, you brought up World War II vets and how they tend to be more thankful. And I think it's not just World War II vets. I think as we progress in life and we realize and we come to realize when we're lacking on time left, we we come to know that, you know what, I'm thankful for all that I have because we don't have the time left. You know, and we realize that that's what we value most is, is, is the time and the, and the significant things in our lives, the things that last beyond just this world. And that's why I think not only just World War II vets, but even like I even think of my dad and, and just how thankful he is now in his life. And I think it's because they get to a point where, where time is everything for them. Right. And it's really what is important that sticks out and they're thankful for. Yeah. Have you ever, any of you guys ever been with um, an elderly person uh, towards the very end of their life, the last few months of their life and, and watch what they consider important? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, when my mom was dying and she was dying over probably 10, 12 years, she had several strokes. And by the, by the time she died, I mean, her body was pretty, pretty sad as far as uh, being able to support life. And, you know, I remember once I was in her room and it was in the hospital and it was in the fall and, I, and the Bears were playing the Packers or something. I said, Mom, do you want to watch the game? Go Bears. You know, yeah, well, she was a big Bear fan. So, and I was a Packer fan. So that was a sacrifice to even say that because I would have to be nice in, in the room. <laughs> right. However, she said, no, I don't. And I just looked at her like, yeah, what do you want to do, Mom? I just want to talk with you. Mm-hmm. Ah, what's important now, Mom? You know, it used to be that the Bear Packer game was something that she'd, you know, make a pizza for and everyone sit down. And I mean, it used to be important and now it's not. And I'm not saying it, that you know, I'm not trying to give anyone a guilt trip and say it's not important. But what, what is important in life starts to come out at the end of her life. Mm-hmm. And, and what was important to my mom was relationships, people. Yeah. In fact, I've seen many elderly uh, parents that have died or, or, or been with uh, young people who are watching their parents die. And one of the things I've found is that it's almost as if my mom would have hung on until our family was around her and gave her permission to die, it seemed. And, and, and I'm not stating a new theology or anything else. I'm just saying that's how important the relationships are. My mom wanted my brother there and me there. When we were there, finally, and we were together, and we told her, Mom, we love you, and it's okay, we'll be okay, she died. You know, why? Because that's what was important. Yeah. And uh, we recently had another friend who went through that and their father died when everybody was there and and, and they gave him permission Mm -hmm. in a way and said, you know, we love you. Thank you for a life. And boom, gone. Now, I I don't know. I don't want to make a theology out of it because it's not. But but what I do want to do is say in life, there are these moments where you can observe what is important. And as a younger man. Uh, like you guys, or a middle-aged man, older like myself, one of the things that I have to do is look at what those older people that have been in our lives. You know, my my my, my father-in-law recently emailed both my daughters. And we used to go to Colorado and ski, and he would take us. And they used to make up these silly stories. They were called the Aunt Matilda stories. And Aunt Matilda, uh, I mean, they just had hilarious stories by on the chairlift. They would make them up. And then one day they got together and wrote a book, the Aunt Matilda book. And, and it was so silly. I mean, it was absolutely silly. Well, he's 84 now, and he wrote them an email and said, I was just reading through the Aunt Matilda book <laughs> and realizing how silly we were. And all he did was say, you know what? Thank you. Hmm. Thank you for these sweet memories. Yeah. Now, 84-year-old guy, that's what's important to him. It, it wasn't the latest car or, or, you know, it was 
We made up silly stories about Aunt Matilda and laughed until we cried. Thank you. I have those memories now as an 84-year-old. And and I would suggest that if people want to really understand happiness, they, they move away from the electronics a little bit. They look at somebody and enjoy talking to them and telling stories and making things up and and laughing again. And I think that will solve some real issues. Yeah, I think so. What we put our time to does it does show what we hold to be valuable in our life. And tonight on the show, we're talking about thankfulness. What are the best ways, you know, if you've found that you've not have a very thankful life, your attitude hasn't been very thankful lately is to just take time to say thank you or to be thankful for something. So We'd love to hear from you on the Tweetback tonight. You go to Hopenet360.com slash Tweetback or just get on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV. We would love to hear from you of what you are thankful for in your life and how you spend your time showing or doing or being thankful. So we'd love to hear from you tonight here on the show. Remember, you can chat with a live coach anytime at Hopenet360.com. We're going to take a quick break here on the show. We'll be back with more on Hopenet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Time is the thing that will start us in the right direction. If we take time to be thankful... That is the best place to start. This is the month we're talking about thankfulness here on the show. We would love for you to join us on the Tweetback right now. Share your thoughts of how you maintain an attitude or a heart of Thanksgiving or maybe some hangups, some things that um, maybe have distracted from being thankful in your life. We'd love to hear from you on the show. You can also email us if you want to be a little bit more anonymous. We'd love to read an email on the air. Just email us at hope at hopenet360.com. Dave, you had some really neat thoughts about how time works and how we define time, how we use time. Some of the young men that I mentor, um, normally I will take them at some point and I'm looking for them to tell me they don't have time for something. And I pull out a calculator and I start going through how many hours in a week we have and what they use their time for. And I will guarantee you by the time I'm done with it, they have like 20 to 40 hours free. And, And it surprises them every single time we do it. Because it's like, no, I don't. I don't have any time because they tell me that. And yet um, I've done that with people in church who have come and I've said, hey, I'd love you to work with us a little bit. And they go, well, I don't have the time. I say, you got a moment for me to pull out a calculator? Because I'd like to know where your time's going. And you know what? People don't like people like me when I do that. Because it, you know, all I'm doing is saying, you said you don't have time. And, and, and here's what I understand about life and time. First of all, it's limited like money, only different than money. In other words, we all have the same amount. So that's how it's different than money. We, have, we all have the same. And the, the way it's the same is we can either invest it or waste it. I mean, those are the two things we do with it. And those who invest their time, they have rich lives. And those who waste their time, you know what? They end up um, being depressed and angry and, and they end up thinking uh, they live a deserved lifestyle like everyone should you know, do what I want them to and, and be about me. And see, what they've done is they've wasted their time. There are people that invest their time and, and we all have the same amount. And so w- what I was uh, trying to, to understand is in my own life when I was younger is how do I do this? Well, I remember once I came to my office and I was just in tears because I was a young father. My kids were young and I was feeling like I was failing at everything, actually, because my time was everywhere. I mean, I, I was just in demand everywhere as the head of a ministry and that kind of thing. And I sat in my office, and I remember talking to God about this and saying, God, what do I do? I want to know your will. And, and it was almost as if, well, you know my will. Write it down. Okay, here's your will. Let's see. I know that I'm supposed to spend time with you. I know that. And, and I stopped there because I thought, wait a minute. God, I want to do something. And I did it right there in my office. I said, I'm going to write. I'm going to make a list, two lists. On one side of the paper, I'm going to write everything in this world that I'd be willing to die for right now. I mean, they are that important to me. And on the other side, I put everything in this world I think is worthy of investing in or living for. Like, I mean, you need a house and you need a car. So, I mean, you need those things. So it's worthy to live and put some time for that. And, and on the die side, there were three things because I was trying to be honest. I would die for my relationship with God and I would die for my family. And actually, I really believe that God's called me to the work here at Silver Birch, and I would die for what he's called me to do. Cutting the lawn wasn't on there. Mm. Cutting the lawn was on the other side, pretty low. 
And, and, and what I did after I did that little exercise was sit with God and say, God, would you give me the courage to make sure that these three things are done before I do anything else? Mm. And, and I think that helped me so much in life. Even to this day, the list that I would die for is very small. Now, if somebody had on there, I would die for tickets to a Packer game, then you have to talk about what's really important yeah. in life because you have some things on that side that probably shouldn't be there. But if it's in line with how God made us, what's really cool is now I can put everything through that filter. I'm mentoring several young men right now. And the last one that I picked up to mentor, the, the father came and was talking to me and he said, well, I don't know if you have time. And I said, yes, I do. He goes, how can you have time for another one? I said, because this is on that one side of the list. This is what I would die for. What I'll give up is uh, shoveling my snow, you know, or something else. Yeah. It, yeah, I need to do that, but if I don't get to it, it's not quite as important as this other thing. And, and I, I think I would just like our listeners to understand, you are not a victim. You control the time in your life, and you need to be able to invest it wisely. And I would suggest that if you took all the time we wasted out of it, you'd have more time than you'd know what to do with. And you should put those into relationships with God and people because that's how you're wired. Yeah. Mike, what are your thoughts on when we're talking about ministry and ministry life? A lot of times we end up pouring, I mean, we pour into a lot of people. What is, what is someone who has a thankful heart, what does that do for you? And how does that impact how you minister to people? I think when uh, you see somebody that does have a thankful heart and makes what you do in ministry so much sweeter. I was thinking of trying some different types of examples in my head. And I was thinking, you know, when do I see teenagers the most thankful? And some of the times during my last decade of ministry with teenagers has been times where I put them in an environment that has brought out thankfulness. Uh, The environment could be anything from like a soup kitchen to a missions trip. I've led quite a few mission trips And I think probably uh, some of the ones that have been the most have been outside our country, outside all of what media is telling the teenagers, outside of what they're known. Uh, Things that uh, are in their life are no longer there. Uh, I've taken two trips to Mexico, and every time I come back from there, uh, it's amazing how thankful the teenagers are, whether Mm -hmm. it's for hot showers, food, their phones, getting back the internet. And I've never seen teenagers be so thankful. And it was when you took them out of their circumstances or their environment and put them in something totally different where they were able to spend some time reflecting, hey, this is really important to me and I don't have it. And then when they got back, they voiced that to me. They voiced that to our leaders. They voiced that uh, to themselves that this is important to me. I missed out when I you know, was there. And they realized also the people that they were serving, the people that they were ministering, they don't have those items. And so they realized that because they don't have those items, they were even more thankful because they realized there's teenagers just like them that get along with food and other stuff that don't have their internet, the phones, whatever the, right. the media stuff is. And it made them value it more. And to me in ministry, that's that's what makes it so sweet is when they get it, when they own it, when they realize that God's blessed them where they're at. He's given them what they need, but then he's also gone even more and given them things that we technically don't even need. And he still blesses us. Yeah, I think some of those things that we talk about, you know, I think we can be thankful for Packers tickets. You know, someone has given us Packers tickets you know, that that would be to me, I wouldn't mind receiving that. I would be thankful for that. I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. Uh, God does bless us. He does give us things, you know, that I get we sometimes get caught up on the blessing than we do on the one that blesses. We can make an idol out of anything. And I think that's very evident. And and so maybe we're thankful for some of those idols instead of being thankful for God. And and maybe that's a, a point of hang up tonight. Maybe maybe you've been just finding that the result of being hung up on the possession or, you know, whether it's the iPhone six or the internet or the fact that you have more than a hundred followers on Instagram. I mean, those are kind of those fickle things that really don't matter. But, you know, if we're looking at the one who blesses, if our focus is on the one who blesses, that's that to me is the one that will bring you that satisfaction, that security, that attitude of thankfulness that doesn't go away. See, we get caught up on the things, the stuff, you know, 
you talk about going on a missions trip and and yeah it it should make us thankful for some of these amenities that we have in our life whether it's toilet paper or running water or a hot shower or a phone or internet or your favorite pair of shoes not being muddy i mean yeah those are good but you know what else can we be thankful for what are the things you know that we get lost in the stuff that we aren't necessarily thankful for and and i think if we just spend time being thankful for the right things being thankful we have air we have breath you know we have life and some people are just struggling to get by and and maybe you're listening to the show too and and you're like I don't I don't know if I'm going to make it another year or maybe you have a, a relative who is going through a difficult time a health problem and these can be tough times to be thankful in your life and we want to get to in this show we want to talk about how we can spend our time as much of our time being thankful even in the midst of our circumstances even in the midst of when things aren't going the way that we were hoping they would go in life so we're going to connect with you more here on the show as we continue on tonight in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Remember, you can chat with the live coach at HopeNet360.com. We'd also love for you to join us on the Tweetback at HopeNet360.com slash Tweetback. And we'll be back with the second half of HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Check out the show notes on tonight's show at HopeNet360.com slash radio. We're glad you joined us for the second half of HopeNet Radio. If you've missed the first half, do make sure you listen on the podcast after the show. We do post every single show episode on our website hopenet360.com you can also subscribe on itunes we would love if you would just take some time and leave us a leave us a review if you would uh we'd love to hear your thoughts on the show you can also email us or jump on the tweet back and share some thoughts or topic ideas you'd love us to cover on the show hope at hopenet360.com is our email and the hashtag for tonight is hnrtb that's right if you're on twitter it's the HopeNet Radio Tweetback. We would love for you to be a part of the show because this is a show where conversations save lives. So connect with us. Be a part of the show. We're talking about thankfulness all November long, and we want to know tonight how you spend time being thankful or if there are things in life that kind of hang up and, and distract us from being thankful. This world is full of distractions, is it not, Dave? Oh, man. You know, it's so easy to be distracted from what's really important. And I, it, as I get older, the list of what's important as far as time gets narrower and narrower. And when you're young, my goodness, it never ends. You know, you want a great vacation. You want to get, you know, it's funny about that, that kind of stuff. Like at my age right now, it's not that I want a great vacation. I want to spend time with my wife without distraction. Yeah. That's all. And, and when I was younger, it was like, no, we have to go to like Disney World or do something or, you know, we have to go surfing in Lake Michigan or whatever, whatever it might be. Today, The honest truth is I just love it when um, my wife is home and I'm home and we can just spend time together. Mm. And how does that happen in life? How can I be fulfilled doing that? Well, because I have found that the most important things in life are are relational. And and look at what's happening really in our our culture. You know, Jason, you're you're of the technology generation and and I think you guys are too uh, as we're talking about that. But yeah. how does how does the phones and the and the connect, connectivity to the internet and how does it affect relationships? I mean, are, are we having real relationships or are we having mechanical relationships these days? And I think that makes yeah. a difference. Yeah, and I think going with relationships, it, it totally has transformed the way the relationships even start and are managed and, and just evolve. Because you look at young people nowadays and it's almost as if they can't communicate without a device. Yeah. And carry on a conversation. That's what I've noticed with young people working with them is you sit down to have a conversation. And once you get something that is beyond superficial, they shut down because they no longer know how to communicate. Whereas we live in an era that we air everything on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or by photo or by Snapchat. And that's how we communicate. But that's that's not a a two-way street. That's me just expressing what's on my mind. It has nothing to do with what you know, interaction I have with the other person. And I think we, we lose sight of, you know, the important things in life. Like you said, like God has designed us for relationships and we've talked about that before. And the interesting thing, you know, that, that I've been thinking about, you know, is, is about this whole time and thankfulness thing is we have to be intentional. And it all goes back to what we keep talking about, the why behind the why. 
And I think you were just about to start hinting on this, that, you know, the reason that, that we value these things in relationships is because that's how God has designed us. You know, God has designed us to love Him first and foremost, and then to love others. And even how you were describing now in your life what you are most thankful for and, and how do you like to show that in your life, it points to that truth. Yeah. You know, and we even see that in Scripture. You know, you look at First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, and it says, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Mm. You know, God's will is for, us, is for us to love Him and to love others and to be thankful about that. And that's when we in, in, enjoy it the most. How can you give thanks in everything, Jason? Have you thought about that? I mean, how? Yeah, I mean, that's it's a great question. You know, how do I give thanks as I drink a cup of coffee? Yeah, you know what I mean? How, how, when I think about it, now I was a kid when I was young. I was in the hospital. I was a crippled kid. I have some, you know, I've, I've had trouble with blood clots and heart, and, and I'm, I actually have narcolepsy. And again, I could look at all those things and moan and groan about them. But the, the bottom line is God says to be thankful in everything. Yeah. So, so how can we be? I mean, when you think about it, how can you be? Mm-hmm. The more I thought about it, the more I thought, there's only one way I can be, and that's to know that somebody who's in charge of it all loves me and has a plan, yeah. and I'm in the middle of it. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way. There is no other way. Yeah. I mean, I can't look at this and say, yay, I'm narcoleptic. I, I can't do that. Just like Jesus couldn't look at do, do you remember when Jesus was talking about the cross? He said, for the joy of the cross, hmm. the joy of the cross, or Paul said that, for the joy of the cross. What is that? It wasn't the nails or the thorns. What yeah. was it? It was the people. He was dying for me. That was the joy of the cross. Mm. <laughs> he had his eye on us, not on the nails or on the circumstances, but on what came out of that. You know, I am a better person today because I have narcolepsy. I've gone through these experiences. I am a better man for that. So I can look back on it now and go, thank you. This was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it still is good. Yeah. Now, it's not the circumstances I'm rejoicing in. It's what came out of the circumstances I'm rejoicing in. It's who the circumstances developed. Right. And, and you know what? Young people listening to us today are going, I don't want it. I don't want to go through that phase. Right. Well, you can never get this deep abiding joy if you keep trying to kick out the bad parts of your life. You know, too many, too many of us define happiness by the absence of pain. And, and so what we do is we chase life trying to get rid of pain, thinking we're happy then. It's not. It, 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 joy and happiness is the addition of purpose, real purpose. And, and now the, the, the pain fades. Yeah. Mike, would you say that you are blessed in your life? Yeah, I would say that I'm blessed in my life. How do you know? By reflecting on what is in my life. Uh, just looking at the things that I've gone through, uh, you know, just to kind of go off the passage of Scripture in Thessalonians, I always struggled with the fact that Paul said, be thankful in everything. Well, Paul was like one of the greatest. I mean, he you know, his backstory is he started the church, you know, was helping to start the church and was one of the greatest people of all times in the Christian faith. Uh, modern day example was he was like Billy Graham, better than Billy Graham, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And for me to look to somebody like that, well, it's easy for you to say it because you're at the top of your game, so to speak. Mm. But for me, you know, how can I be thankful in everything? And then I sit down and I look at Paul's life and realize he got shipwrecked. That he got, you know, he was bitten by a snake. He got stoned. He had people beat him. He had people chasing him. He had people making fun of him. Mm. And then I realized, man, if I had to go through all that, would I still be thankful? Wow. And... Yeah, I might want to have the blessings Paul had, but I don't know if I'd want all the other stuff that came with all that. But yet, as we read Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament in our Bible, we find that he opens up letters thanking and being thankful for, you know, the churches and being thankful for people. And if somebody like Paul, yeah, he was one of the greats, can be thankful for everyone, I can be thankful. Mm. And I'm not even going through all the stuff that Paul has gone through. And so for me, realizing the positive and the negative side of the situation, I have more respect for Paul as well as looking at my life and realize, man, I need to be thankful for my pastor. I need to be thankful for my teenagers in my youth group. I need to be thankful when they do speak up and they have that conversation with me where they start owning things in their faith. 
I need to be thankful for those times where they put the phone off to the side while they have a conversation about spiritual things and about their relationship with Jesus. I need to be thankful. And yes, I'm blessed in those circumstances when I look at it in that way. Yeah, and I think it it can be easy too. We're not saying that phones are necessarily bad. The internet's necessarily bad. I mean, the internet is is a platform. I remember growing up, Jason, you may remember this too, when Instant Messenger came along and I would get home from school and I would jump on, I remember jumping on AOL and you'd get the, you know, you've got mail message. And and the first thing you do is see if you had mail and then see if any of your friends were on Instant Messenger. And so all of these, you know, all these, I guess, technologies were available when we were younger, just in a more primitive sense in a way. But the thing about the internet, Dave, you were talking about this before. The thing about internet is it just gives us more of a chance to be anonymous or to put out an image of your ideal self. And I think in life, we try to portray portray our ideal self and we have in our minds we have kind of a, a self that we want to portray to people we don't want people to see our flaws or our maybe our fears we try to hide those things and we try to put ourselves out in in a way that we think is perfect you know so whether it's instagram or it's twitter or facebook all social media in general we tend to put out this persona of being in some ways we think it it shows how blessed we are if we have what looks like a perfect life whether you're a dad like me and you you post cute uh, photos of your kids and and that or you know you're a married person and so you and your wife get to go on this date to a really nice restaurant or uh, you're out in a movie we put out our perfect self we don't put out the struggles or the things that go on behind closed doors and and even so we sometimes get mixed up what blessings really are in our life and coming up we have some hashtags we had some young people sit down with us and share on a given hashtag so jump on the hope that radio tweet back right now use the hashtag hnrtb we'll be back with more on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Tonight we're sitting down with Emily on hashtags. Welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so what's your hashtag tonight? I have hashtag world changer. Okay, so what does it mean in your opinion to be a world changer? What does a world changer look like? Somebody who is a world changer is not somebody who necessarily has to, you know, directly reach out to everyone in the world and make an impact on everyone, you know, personally and firsthand. But I feel like somebody who's a world changer maybe just has to change one person's world. Like, I think it could be somebody who helps one person out, you know, changes their perspective on life and gives them a different way of looking at things, something that's more positive and just maybe helps them get through something. Because, I mean, that's one world that's totally changed. Wow, that's a really unique perspective. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I, I think it's really, I think that is really important to recognize that Sometimes we think of being a world changer as like you affect a lot of people. But to just think about impacting one person and what that could change, like kind of becomes a domino effect. At least that's what you would hope. Yeah. Um, that's I had a religion teacher my freshman year of high school. And that was he kind of mentioned that a little bit, how he was saying I think he said something about how people are always worried about how the world is gonna end. And he mentioned how, you know, somebody's world ends every day when people die you know Mm. it's just everyone is in their own little world and it's you know you don't have to if you don't look at the bigger picture there's a lot going on in everybody's little world yeah that's where i kind of that's what made me think of that so how does that shape what you do in your day-to-day life i mean do you Uh, see yourself as a world changer i mean kind of you know in the person like going with what i said you know i don't in any way change the world as a whole but I think that when I do my best to you know be a friend for somebody or just be there for anybody you know and I try to I just want to make an impact on the people that are close to me the people that I love I don't think it's a big deal or as big of a deal as it's made out to be to really change the whole world but I just think I, you know, personally, I take a lot of pride in making an impact on the people that I love and being there for them. So can you think of a way or two that you would want to change someone's world or that you have changed someone's world in the past? I mean, I just try to be somebody who is there 
unconditionally for all my friends. I in no way am very good at that. Um, but I always try and keep in mind that it's it's not that hard just to love them unconditionally, no matter what. Um, always show them that they they matter and that they are important to me. And I think that makes a huge difference because I know one of the things that I care about the most is, or it makes a big difference to me if somebody tells them or tells me that I matter to them. Like that just, that makes a huge difference for me. Mm. You know, it's that feeling kind of of spending time with somebody that you just, you feel like you don't really matter to them. I, but it just really hits me hard when somebody tells me that I do. So I just want more people to have that feeling like so for you is there someone that you can think of who's been a world changer for your life yeah um absolutely i'm gonna have to say uh my friend nina she is i've not we're not you know exactly super close but i'm close enough to know that she is one of those people who just cares so much about everyone um it's ridiculous how much she cares about everyone i don't know just the way that she needs to know what's wrong if something's wrong and she needs to be there for you to fix it no matter who you are no matter how close you are with her um personally i only talk to her a few times a year but she is always there to make sure that i'm feeling the best that i can as happy as i can be and i just think that's ridiculous how amazing she is about that and it's huge like I can't even comprehend how she does it and how she cares so much about everyone nonstop. Mm. and that she is my role model absolutely that's cool that is really cool uh, anybody that you can think of as far as maybe an icon in our culture or maybe somebody from history that's been a world changer hmm <laughs> I don't know what about in today's culture what do you think about Hollywood? Is there anybody in Hollywood that you look up to? I don't know. I don't. I try not to look up to people in Hollywood because, you know, I'm I'm sure that if you hear so much about people who are like, you know, can't trust anybody that's, you know, big in Hollywood, they're all fake. It's all anything good that they do is all, you know, all an idea from like their publicist. But I, I bet there's some of them who are genuine, nice it's hard to know what of all of that is real. Do you think a lot of people look to the Hollywood kind of personalities, though, as in their eyes like world changers or people who are role models in some way? Yeah. Um, is that dangerous? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it is. You know how <laughs> Miley Cyrus started out, you know, young, innocent, and now she's, you know, did a total flip from that but I think that she um I think it's hard you know so many parents are mad at her for letting down so many little girls who looked up to her but they don't have to look up to her like that's not it's not her fault that those kids look up to (laughs) that those kids look up to her um so I just think that like you don't have to look up to those people that are you know quote changing the world like if they're changing the world like that may not might not be a good thing so how important do you think does your faith play in being a world changer yourself um big part definitely because you don't you know there's the whole disciple of christ part of it you want to live the way he lived you want to spread god's word there's a a quote from saint francis that my dad loves this one it's like Spread the gospel always and when necessary use words. That's something I that's in my head a lot because you don't necessarily have to go and preach about it. You don't have to go out like um, hand out Bibles and that whole thing. You can show it. So that's something that I think of a lot, that quote, because you don't necessarily have to be preaching the gospel constantly. You can be showing it and acting how Jesus would act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your life should always be a reflection of what you believe. It always is. I mean, everybody lives the way that they believe, essentially. I mean, if you believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and you believe that, you know, he has not only changed your destiny, but he also has a plan for your friends, then you're going to live in a way that reaches out to your friends and shares that good news because you want them to know 
what your life has been like since you found Christ. And so that's why those things are important to us. It's not necessarily that we can quote the entire Bible. It's the fact that Jesus has actually made a difference in our world, and he has been our world changer in a lot of ways. So thank you so much, Emily, for coming on the show tonight. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, we'll have more here on HopeNet Radio when we come back. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Life is worth living. If you're struggling right now, you can chat with a live coach. Visit HopeNet360.com. Just click on the chat with a live coach button. And they're there to chat with you about whatever's going on in life. We're talking about thankfulness. And Dave, before we went to the break, we were kind of getting into blessing and what blessing is all about. And as we wrap up the show tonight, I'd just I'd love to hear more of your thoughts on blessing. Do we get blessing mixed up sometimes? You know, I think we do. I mean, when you look at the Apostle Paul and, and he talks about being content no matter what situation he's in. And in Philippians 4, he says, don't be anxious about anything don't be anxious. Don't be distracted by anything. Well, what does that mean? But he says, but in prayer by and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. With thanksgiving. You know, what's really interesting is I think uh, some of the words in the Bible that describe really how we're wired and being healthy have been hijacked, and we don't understand really what they mean. Uh, the word blessing, certainly we can, we can use it in terms of... Um, you know what? It was a blessing to uh, have a turkey dinner. It was a blessing to have enough money to pay the bills. We can use it in that way. But the true blessing is not really tied to um, health or wealth or, or even turkey. I mean, that's not what it's tied to. It's really tied to purpose. When the Apostle Paul talks about being thankful no matter what situation he's in, remember, he's writing that in Philippians. He's writing it from jail. He's writing it after getting beat up. He's writing it circumstances are bad. But, but see, he writes it, and, and basically he can write that because earlier you find out he said this, that he had one ambition in life, and that ambition was to bring Christ where he had never been proclaimed before. Now, now that ambition was his purpose in life. And so when he was in jail, he was chained to two guards or something. He would look at one of the guards and think, you don't know Jesus. And the other one, you don't know Jesus. He goes, I win. I get to tell you about Jesus. And I got thrown in jail to do that. And, and, and then he goes before a judge, and he goes, I can tell the judge about Jesus. I win. And then they go, well, we'll kill you, Paul. And he goes, I win because I'll be with my Savior. He goes, we'll let you live then, Paul. I win then because I get to tell you about Jesus. Now, you know what? He was the most frustrating guy to his enemies in the world because they could not punish him. They could not. There was no way to do it. And, and that's what happens when you begin to understand what blessing is. The, the most blessed person in Scripture was Mary, according to Jesus. And, and, and if you just look at her life, we've done that in past programs, but if you just look at her life, you know, on a human scale, it's hard to figure out how she was blessed because she, she was misunderstood. She gave birth in a stall to her child. She watched her son die innocently. I mean, how are you blessed? Joseph disappeared from the pages of Scripture at one point. How are you blessed then? See, what she was blessed with was a significant purpose in life. Those who are listening to us, I, I want to guarantee you this. God created you. He knew you when you were inside your mother's womb. He made you and gave you a personality. He has a purpose for you. And if you're going to be blessed, you find his purpose. You seek him and you'll find it. And you live in the context of it. And what happens is all the circumstances of life then begin to fade because they are not as important as the purpose that God gave you through the circumstances. Jason, as we're wrapping up tonight, what are some of your final thoughts as we're talking about thankfulness and time and blessing and all of this? What, what are some thoughts you have tonight? Yeah, and just going off of what Jay, Dave just got talking about, um, this whole idea of thankfulness, it, it's all about the bigger picture. You know, when we realize that blessing, you know, the opportunity that we get to be Christ's ambassadors to the world, it really helps you to, to take time and to, to realize what you could be thankful for. And, and that's, that's kind of the thought going on in my head is that in order to be thankful, you have to be intentional. It just doesn't happen. You know, it's not like I wake up in the morning and I'm just naturally thankful. Um, I have to be intentional about being, th- being thankful, just about living up my, my life for, for Jesus. I have to be intentional about that. And so to keep that on the forefront of my mind, that's what I need to start doing is to take the time 
to be intentional about being thankful, you know, and that will impact my life because all of a sudden the things that, that I value will start to change because I would want to, to, to make an impact for Jesus. And so all of a sudden, as I look at all that, that I have and am given, I want to use that for Jesus because it goes back to the why behind the why, you know, and in everything I can give thanks because in everything I can honor God and everything I can use it to point people to Jesus. And that's an amazing opportunity. And that's really what can give us, you know, the jump start to start being thankful in our life. That is, that is, that's good. Mike, are you a journaler? Not necessarily good at it. I try to. Uh, it's a weakness of mine that I've tried to write down my thoughts because I got so many thoughts. And if I don't write them down, they kind of bleed away. So I'm not good at it, but I attempt to journal because I think it's important to sit back and look over your thoughts. You know, when I challenge teenagers is to take time, take time to think what you are thankful for and sit down, write down what you value in life. What are the things that you value and see what you're thankful for? You know, over my 30 years of life, you know, my list, I kind of jotted it down when I was thinking was, you know, my relationship with Jesus, you know, that's at the top of the list. Uh, Family. Uh, My family lives in Pennsylvania. I live in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, It's quite a long trip to go visit them. And so time spent with them is very cherished now. Uh, When I was growing up, you know, there were times where I couldn't wait to go back to college or, you know, there was times where I was just so busy that I took it for granted. But now that there's so much space between my family and myself, I missed out on a lot of stuff. Uh, You have different seasons of your life. You got times when you'll be in high school. Maybe you'll go off to college. Maybe you'll go straight into the workforce. Uh, You'll have different seasons where you'll sit back and be like, man, I miss those times. One example, we took the teenagers paintball on this weekend and uh, we were talking to the ref that was referee in our game and he was talking about missing you know, high school and all of my teenagers are like, why are you missing high school? I'm dreading, you know, the next couple of years of high school. I want to get out. And he's like, because now I'm out in life and now I got bills and I got to take care of stuff. And I really miss high school because I didn't have to worry about all those things. And so each season of our life has a positive and a negative thing. And we need to be thankful for where God's placed us, where we are in life. And sometimes that to find out what those things are is just to sit down, take some time to write them out and then just kind of think about it. Yeah. For me too, I found in my own life, you know, my family, you know, when you're growing up and you've got siblings and maybe you're sharing a bedroom or you're, you're just sharing the same space, it can be really hard to appreciate your siblings and uh, hear a bunch of amens from all the siblings in the car right now. But uh, you're thinking the same thing. It's hard to appreciate. It's hard to be thankful for your siblings, especially when you're at each other's necks. And I found today in my life, now that I'm nearing 30 and all of my siblings are now out of the house, I'm, you know, I'm married. I have a family of my own and I I appreciate the the small times now that I get with my siblings, you know, Uh, and some of them are, I have one that's here in the area and then other ones is living on the other side of, of the country and another sister who's off at college. And so our time together is it's fragmented. So sometimes I only see one of them at one point and another one at a different point and it's rather we're all together. And I found that I appreciate that more than any other argument or petty little fight that I've had with them. And it's funny, Dave, as we get older and we, we look at life differently, we, we prioritize things differently. We're thankful for things at different points in our life. And, and that's kind of the, the point of this show and starting out this conversation. We just have to take time and be intentional about what we're thankful for. And next week we're going to talk. Next week we're going to talk about the heart. And yeah, we need to we need to understand. And, and every older person will tell you this: life is really measured by the, pur- the the significance that God gave you, and He gives it to you as a gift. The security that He guards, and the relationships that you have, and, and cause that. So I would put time into the relationships, yeah. not into the Facebook, not into the media. Not that it's evil, but you need to put it into real relationships. And all of a sudden, your thankfulness will start to multiply. All right. Our challenge this month is for you to be a part of the thankful month this November. So every day, if you want to take up the daily challenge and you want to take a photo of someone that you're thankful for or something that you're thankful for, we would love for you to share it with us. You can always tag it with the hashtag HNRTB, or you can go to our HopeNet Radio Facebook page and share it on our Facebook page and share what you're thankful for. This whole month, we're going to be doing these different posts, and and we'd love to highlight your post if you want to share your photo and what you're thankful for. We'd love to hear from 
from you. Also, make sure to subscribe to the HoveNet Radio podcast. Every show that we do here that airs live every Sunday, it goes on our podcast, which is at HopeNet360.com. It's also on iTunes. If you'd be so kind to leave us a review and let us know your thoughts, if you think it's a great show, if you think it's just good, if it's a, we'd love for you to leave a five-star review, of course. Also, every week we do share show notes. So if you want to go back and check out any of the scriptures that we shared or maybe just some interesting quotes, uh, maybe some additional links. Every show, there's more that goes into the show than just what we talk about on air. So as we do some research, we talk about these things, we share some links, things that might be relevant to you, and maybe we'll give you some more insight on things that we couldn't cover in the show. So visit hopenet360.com slash radio and just continue to be a part of the conversation. Our tweetback is going on for another hour, so if you join us on the tweetback, use the hashtag HNRTV. We'd love for you to be a part of the conversation, get to know you, hear your story a little bit more. You can also email us at hope at hopenet360.com. So, Mike, thank you so much for joining us and being our youth pastor voice here on the show. It's always a great time to have you on the show, and I really appreciate you taking time tonight. Thank you. Appreciate being here. For all of us here on the show, for DW, for Jason, Mike, I'm Jeff saying so long. We'll see you guys online and next week. All right, bye-bye.